0: Hi, I'm Carmine McClure. You may remember me from such films as Dude, Where's My Valyrian Steel Sword, and Guess Who's Coming to the Wedding Feast. And I'd like to welcome you all to our after show, podcast, Q&A thingy, whatever the fuck this is, where we answer some questions from the last podcast episode and discuss some extra things about the series. I'm joined here once again by the Dark Lord of Mordor, Preston Jacobs. Preston?
1: Um... I, you see, if you if you picked any other character, I would have had a voice or something for it. What does Sauron sound like?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he ever had any lines. Hmm. But our first episode was well received by the fans. Once again, we thank you for your support. But let me address the people who want us to get on iTunes and other platforms. I do apologize for the inconvenience, and we will be getting on them shortly. So thank you for your patience. But as of right now, we are on SoundCloud only, with more places soon to follow. As always, links are in the description below or you can head over to soundcloud.com slash redteamreview. As for episode 2, that will be on Preston's channel. We decided that instead of just making a new channel for these episodes, that we would alternate between ours to upload on. However, I do understand that there are many, you know, people out there that are sub to me that don't want to be sub to Preston or vice versa and that it's fine. As long as you're following one of us on Facebook or Twitter, you will be alerted every time we upload. Also, in the description of every podcast episode, there will be a link to the previous one and a playlist where we, you know, put them all together. So we've got you covered there, too. But Preston, what are we going to do for episode two? Like, what will be the topic?
1: Well, you know, I think we're, we're, we, we, we do a lot of theory discussions, but yeah, definitely for F- episode two. Um, uh, what are we going to do, though? Like, the Dornish Master Plan? We can talk about the Dornish Master Plan and the, uh, I kind of updated it last year. I spent I spent a, uh you know maybe six months doing videos on on the update to the dornish master plan which uh kind of is more of the roynish master plan
0: well boo boo we have to say this episode too you're giving too much away jesus Ah,
1: fair, fair enough fair enough
0: but theory discussion is something i've wanted to go in with you for a while now and the format of the next episode is that you'll be explaining to me the basic premise of the theory character motivation the end goal and how it all fits together we'll also be reading comments and questions before we begin that episode as well so be sure to leave them down below also, um, Preston and I will be collaborating on another project I have cooking up to uh, bring some of the best parts of the books to those who have never read them. Preston has agreed to come on board with that. So if you're curious about what I'm up to, check out YouTuber Tail Foundry for some hints. I'll leave a link in the description below to his channel. But Preston, you know what I realized? We still don't have a name for this podcast. We do not. It's like a running gag now.
1: You had sent me something last week that I really liked and I forgot what it was.
0: <laughs> well, well, the comment section is helping us out a little And uh, let me run these by you I have okay. uh, Through the Moon Door Which I think is clever That's pretty good, I like that The podcast that was promised Which is a slippery slope Because if we say that if a, if a podcast will be released on the 5th And it's not, then we're liars And the promise is broken yeah. um, Another name we have here is uh, What is this guy? A podcast of Preston and Douchebag <laughs> And whoever, whoever came up with that Go fuck yourself But um I guess it's a running gag at this point that we don't have a fucking name. We'll come up with one eventually. I do have a cool idea for what the logo of it could be. Actually, I can, I can run by that. I can run that by you right now. Hold okay, on. okay.
1: Through the through, through the look, look moon it. door is a little. Uh, I mean, it's a little focused on Sweet Robin. I mean, I, that's why I like it. But I don't know if it, it, it represents you too much.
0: Well, I kind of want to see all the cool names we can come up with before I make my final decision here. Okay. But let's get to the questions. And the first question I have here is. Do you think there will be a POV character that's a White Walker in either the next two books? Or do you think that's a little too much wishful thinking? And for those of you who have never read the books, let me explain a little. Each chapter in the books is... They're basically point-of-view characters. Like, for example, in the first book, Ned Stark is a point-of-view character. So we see the story unfold through the eyes of Ned Stark and how he perceives things. Do you think we will get a, a White Walker chapter Focusing solely Mm. on their point of view in the winds of winter or dream of spring.
1: That's interesting I know that in an interview George R R. Martin said there won't be any new point of view characters or regular point of view characters uh, uh, For the winds of winter, but of course I think that excludes Prologue and epilogue
0: right because in the prologue and epilogues of every book. There's always some random person for example in the first book we had the prologue was some guy in the Night's Watch. I believe his name was Will. Mm. He was the uh, guy in the Night's Watch that was assaulted by the White Walkers. We see him in the first scene of Episode 1 of Season 1. So I, I think it's possible, maybe in the epilogue. Maybe I would like it in the prologue to set things up for Winds of
1: Winter. Yeah. So some people wonder if there's a pattern to it. If you go for a Game of Thrones, the, uh, the first uh, point of view is north of the Wall. But then when you go to Clash of Kings... The point of view is and the Maester. And then we get, when we go to A Storm of Swords, it's Chet, north of the Wall. And then when we go to A Feast for Crows, it's Pate, uh, a Maester acolyte. And then when we go for, for a, a Dance with Dragons, it's Varamyr Sixskins north of the Wall. So some people think that, well, it's the sixth book, that means it's Maester, it's a Maester's turn maybe if if the pattern if there's this pattern but it's a you know we don't really have that many books to go with to to see if there's a pattern but i you know i love the maesters and i I would love another maester character um some people and i don't know where it comes from but some people are guessing that it's going to be somebody in uh jane westerling's party to observe um what goes on with you know uh jane westerling and maybe getting rescued or were killed by the Brotherhood Without Banners or something
0: I don't, and I'm not you think Jane will be uh, killed off
1: well uh, this is what this is the thing is is I don't know where this comes from or why this rumor is so strong but some people think that you know when we lo- last saw Jane Westerling she was going with a bunch of captives from Riverrun uh, towards uh, Casterly Rock you know so some people think well if 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 those prisoners are freed these are all the Frey prisoners that the Freys took at um, the Twins. So some are coming from the Twins, and I guess some are going to come from River Run, and they're going to be heading towards Casterly Rock. And the idea is that you know the Freys—they the only power and control they have over people are these hostages. So if these hostages are rescued, then then the, the North can be liberated or something. I don't really buy it because it it it. it you re- it relies on, on sort of the, the grand, Grand Northern conspiracy, which I'm not, I'm not actually a believer in. Um, <laughs>
0: you know, we're not going to go into that right, right. now, but um, the Grand Northern conspiracy, that's uh, can you just sum it up real quick? Uh,
1: grand, the original, original Grand Northern conspiracy is, is an idea that every single house in the North and the Riverlands and the Brotherhood Without Banners, they're all secretly uh, trying to put Jon Snow on the throne.
0: Not that, we'll go into yeah. that in, in like future episodes. Yeah. Not
1: not that there aren't not that there aren't conspiracies. I believe there's plenty of conspiracies. I'm a huge conspiracy theorist in the in the, in the books. You you don't say. Yeah. Right.
0: Well. Okay. So so basically, you think there's a pattern going on, and, and there's clearly a fucking pattern. You think we're probably gonna get a maester prologue in the new book in the new Winds and Winter.
1: I, th- I think that's a really good pro- you know uh, possibility, and and and, and it would and we certainly need more. Maester point of views.
0: If if what you say is true and they're uh, the ones
1: behind it all, I mean we do have we do have Sam of course, mm-hmm. and he's gonna he's gonna be, you know, God I've just been, you know, really wanting a Sam update considering we haven't heard from Sam since two thousand five.
0: Well well what's happening with Sam I'm assuming is he's going through a Brand went through, where you know he's learning he's he's doing his thing he's learning to be a Maester when we get back to him maybe he'll learned enough.
1: And that's the thing is in many ways. He does parallel Bran in that Bran is in the weirwood net with the trees. He's got all the knowledge. He can see everything all over the world through the weirwood net. Sam Tarley is in the same situation. He's in at the Citadel with endless supply of books. So he has all the knowledge. And he's got a glass candle so he can see all around the world. You,
0: you in those glass candles.
1: You, you can't. I mean... You got they're, they're part of the story. you know They're like werewoods. The mm-hmm. glass candles are, are mirrors to werewoods, so if you, know, if you think werewoods are important, you're going to think glass candles are important. So you've got to but yeah, I mean, Sam is, Sam is just like Bran in that he's, he's something um, George R. Martin likes to uh, have these characters, the all-powerful shut-in, essentially this kind of fat, obese character sitting at home who, who can control <laughs> the world? Um, <laughs> Are you serious? oh they appear in all sorts of his stories he has so many of these all-powerful <laughs> shut-ins it's he has a, he has a book series called tough voyaging he has the, the the pear-shaped man he has you know this person uh the his wild card series is about this the all the uh the great and powerful turtle is a guy who's like he's he's a shut-in inside a vw bug but he's like the most powerful telekinesis person in the world And the, the pear shaped man is a horror story that won all sorts of awards. And it's this fat guy who can essentially send his consciousness out and, and trap people and pull them in and absorb them into his being. And tough voyaging is about this big bald dude who travels the galaxy in a, in a, in an all powerful spaceship that has massive weapons and genetic engineering capabilities and can do anything. Um, Jesus Christ, calm the fuck down! (laughs) Oh yeah, I mean,
0: (laughs) my God, George George needs to calm the fuck down. Holy shit! Right,
1: because it's it's. I mean, if you're getting psychological, it's. I mean, all of these people are him, right? He's he's this all powerful shut in, right? He has all of this power, um, and you know, really, he likes to sit and read books and write. Just he, I mean, he is he is Sam. I mean, Sam is the character in the story that is...
0: Sam is George Martin?
1: Yeah, and he's admitted this in interviews. That George, like, Sam is the... the... Probably why they yeah. fucking
0: put him on screen so much. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, so so you think we'll probably get a maester. So no White Walker?
1: I would save it. I mean, that's a fun idea. I would love to have that mm-hmm. idea. Um, he, I would, but I would save that for the last book. Um, right but and I would well I'd love to have that like we could probably get like remember how in season six
0: how we saw that little flashback with the uh, children of the forest how she was turning the man into a white walker I would like to see something like that maybe the prologue or the epilogue could be uh set thousands of years ago and this man is captured by the children of the forest and they're doing magics and all of a sudden you know he turns into one maybe it could be focused on that.
1: I would have them, I would have them going through the tunnels under, I mean, if I were going to write the story and I'm not, but I would have them, I would have it, the white Walker prologue, white Walker walking with people through the tunnels underneath the wall, you know, and that would be the big subversion. Like the whole story, we're waiting for the wall to fall. The wall never falls. They go under it, under it through the tunnels, Gorn's away, which is, which is something from the book. It's where, um, John and Egret, when they were fucking in the cave, like, that's Gorn's way, which leads right into the wall.
0: Okay, I I, I get where you're coming from. That, that could all, uh, yeah, because we're all, that would actually be pretty cool once you think about it, because we're all expecting the wall to come down, it never does. Yeah. So, I get where you're coming from. Next question, uh, do you think Stannis will die in the books as well, and how do you think it'll go down? Uh, Preston, remind us again where Stannis is in the books, because if I recall correctly, he's still trying to gather allies in the north, right?
1: He is, or gathered. I think I think he's been successful. Stannis, and and keep in mind that in the book, Dance with Dragons. I would say that talking to fans, their 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 favorite plot lines from that from Dance with Dragons, and maybe everybody has different opinions, but most people really like the Theon story and the Asha story. Let me just clarify
0: this real quick for people who don't know. In the books, Theon's sister is named Asha. The show changed her name to Yara as to not confuse her with Osha, the waddling woman that was hiding out with Rickon.
1: And how they converge. So Theon is in Winterfell awaiting uh, the arrival of Stannis, and Stannis is marching in the Asha chapters towards Winterfell. <laughs> and that tension of, you know, every chapter goes and the, and the army gets closer, and then the storm hits and then the, the, the army slows down, and Stannis uh, is three days from Winterfell, um, snowed in, uh, at, at, a, at a crofter's village next to a lake, uh, starving.
0: And he doesn't have Melisandre to help him out. In the show, she's with him and his party along with his yes. family. But in the book, Stannis is only with his army. Davos is not there. Melisandre not there. Uh, neither is his wife or child. But he's got, he's uh, got Asha Greyjoy. <laughs> he has Asha Greyjoy. But Melisandre, just for, you know, as the audience knows who don't read the books, uh, Melisandre, Shireen, and Stannis' wife, celice they're all at the wall yes. where John has just been stabbed. So Stannis, it looks bleak for him.
1: It does, um, until you start, you know really reading carefully what's going on and then there's there's some there's some possibilities for him but it's certainly the the story is presented like he is the underdog um that he's dying and that Roose Bolton and the Freys have all of the power but uh but you know there Roose Bolton is going through some things as well like he's also starving but it's definitely it's definitely presented like Stannis is the one that's going to die here which means Stannis is probably the one that's going to be victorious, because that's how everything goes, right?
0: <laughs> okay, so you think Stannis will win the day. Okay, but what about Sansa? In the show, she comes in at the end with Peter's help and has the Vale Knights rescue Jon only after the Boltons finish off Stannis. Do you think we'll get Sansa in the books to come in and help out at all?
1: No, I mean, so if I'm going with what I think will happen in the show with the book, I mean, I do think Ramsay is going to kill Roose. Um, right. I do think that's going to happen in the book, um, and but yes, I think Stannis is going to win this battle, and I think he's going to win the North. But I, you know, I mean, I think somebody else is going to kill him. I think maybe the White Walkers are just going to come in and sweep it and and kill him. I mean, Stannis isn't going to make it to the end, but I think he's going to win the Battle of Ice, which is where we are at the end of the uh, of uh, a Dance with Dragons. Um, He's just yeah, I just don't think I don't think he's going to make it to the end, but I think he's going to he's going to make it a little bit longer. You know, he I mean, and there's a lot of reasons for this. Well, I mean, one of the things is is the Manderleys. So what before I mentioned a Manderly umber conspiracy. So in a Clash of kings, Theon hears about a a umber army that never shows up. And when Roose Bolton calls his banners, to fight Stannis, Manderly shows up with 300 men. Now keep in mind, White Harbor is the largest city in the north. They've got thousands of men and they show up with 300. So the Umbers and the Manderlys still have forces. And in A Clash of Kings, Rob essentially says, you know, we don't have a navy. Maybe we should build a navy. And he orders the Manderlys and Umbers to build a navy.
0: So you think Rob Rob's order effectively, you know, kept a good portion of the Manderleys and Umbers men back just to build these ships? Mm-hmm. Therefore, they weren't killed during the Red Wedding or the the battles. Bingo. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I think that's what's going on. I think, um, and I think this little this little remnant of Rob's order is going to is going to come back and 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 change things. So I think the Manderleys and Umbers are going to come, and then. Remember, I said Stannis is sitting next to a lake, um, and the Freys are coming in the book. The Freys are coming to attack. Um,
0: so wait, wait. wait. So yeah. what you're, what you what you're, what you're guessing here is that when the Freys come to attack, they they think they're gonna just pick off Stannis, but all of a sudden they get to where his camp's supposed to be. He's not there. He's he and his men have been you know spirited away on the ship, away from that. No,
1: I think that the ships are gonna. I think I think the ships are gonna bring in Manderly's numbers, but I think Stannis. So when we last leave Stannis, he's in this crofter's village and there's, there's a lake there and they're all starving so they decide to ice fish the lake. And so they're ice fish in the lake and they, they, they get all the fish out and, and they're starving again. But you got to remember, okay, we've got a lake with a bunch of holes in it. you know, And, so, and there's an mm-hmm. island in the middle of the lake with a werewood on it. And the last line we have of where they are is Asha says, Let's go to that island to to sacrifice Theon. So, if Stannis and company sacrifice him, yeah. Well, this is where it gets you know uh, interesting. So Theon escapes Winterfell and makes it to Stannis's camp. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, Stannis he's he's probably lying because Stan because Theon is really valuable. I mean, really, really valuable for a number of reasons. But for some reason, Theon. Uh, for some reason, Stannis says, you know what, let's, we need to kill Theon because the whole North thinks that he killed Brandon Ricken. so we've got to execute him.
0: Wait, this is in the uh, sample chapters from the sixth book? It is, yes. Uh, the unreleased six yes. books. All right, go ahead.
1: And so, uh, and so Asha essentially comes in and calls his bluff and says, you know what, you want to kill my brother, I'm not going to argue with you, go kill my brother. And that's where we end things, and, and... You know, she says, but do it in a northern way, like go out to that werewood on the middle of that island and chop off his head like Ned Stark would have done. Mm-hmm. And that's where we end things. Now, if we suppose that Stannis goes out to that island, I don't think he's actually going to kill Theon. I think he's going to he's going to you know, switch out an old man for Theon. and An old man. <laughs> well, he hap- he happens to have an old man. He happens to have uh, uh, Stark. Um, Arn- Arnulf right. Karstark who's an old man who looks just like Theon mm. so if, if, if he goes to the middle of this island and the Freys come in to attack Stannis and he, and Stannis is sitting on that island and they run towards him the lake's got all those holes in it they're going to fall right through those holes and the Frey armies you know half of it's going to die in the lake and the ones that try to escape are going to probably get killed by the Manderlys and the Umbers that come in on their ships. And, uh, you know, uh,
0: makes a lot of sense. I mean, also possible, but so you think Stannis will win, but he won't die until the very last book.
1: I mean, he might die in the winds of winter. I just think he, you know, he, he's, he's going to make it. He'll
0: win the the battle battle against the Boltons.
1: That's definitely my prediction. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, I've got, you know, I've got some predictions for Winterfell. I, yeah, I think, I think Ramsay or may you know, I could see Ramsay killing, killing Stannis eventually. Um, I think Ramsay is going to, you know, kill Roos and take control of the Dreadfort men. And, uh, who, you know, who knows what what's next. But um, I think he's I think Stannis is going to live another day. a while
0: Mm -hmm. it's a shame he couldn't live another day in in the show uh guru asks you what is your favorite tinfoil theory i'm assuming it's uh you told me before but i forgot uh is it the one where john is not the son of rhaegar and liana it's danny
1: um i mean that's a nice one but i mean i in truth i'm not that interested in lineage too much i don't think it's you know Mm -hmm. that great um I mean, which ones do I think are the funniest and like darkest would be there's a theory that Euron is secretly the dusky woman, which is <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> and for Explain that one. So, so in the book, uh, Euron there's another okay. brother that's called Victor- named Victorian who is sent to Slaver's Bay to to grab Danny and bring her back to marry Euron. And uh, so Euron gives her gives him this uh this woman that he captured. She's who they just call the dusky woman. And Victorian, you know, just starts banging this woman on his long voyage to Slavers Bay. And so there's a theory that, that Euron is secretly the uh the dusky woman and he's been hiding as the he's been glamored as the dusky woman to want to spy on Victorian the whole time. <laughs> what
0: the fuck? Uh, Let me actually just set this up for people to understand. So basically, like Preston said, uh, Theon has uh, uh, two uncles. Euron, who we see in uh, Season 6, and another uncle who we don't see in Season season 6 called Victarion. Euron and Victarion don't really like each other very much. Euron sends Victarion in the books to Slaver's Bay to go meet up with Danny, And Euron gives his brother, Victarion, this woman he captured. Uh, we don't see glamoring in the show, but basically, what mm. glamoring is 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 magic, right? Would you say it's magic? Yeah,
1: yeah, or some sort of hologram. I mean, either
0: one, you know. Magic to uh, to make someone look like another person. So what you're saying here is that the woman that Euron gives to Victarion is not really a woman; it's just himself to look like a woman. <laughs> that wouldn't make any.
1: <laughs> this is, sorry, oh, but this is this is what's so odd is that. So since this theory came out, they released another sample chapter, the uh the uh, uh the Aeron sample chapter called The Forsaken. Mm-hmm. And so this chapter has Euron in it, so it disproves the the Dusky Woman theory, because Euron of is in this chapter. But it also revealed that Euron was molesting his other brother Aaron. <laughs> so <laughs> So, on the one hand... How is that so funny to because, you? Why is that so funny to you? Because, because the, first, the first theory, what made it so dark, was the fact that two brothers are fucking. And that's, that's what's ridiculous about it. And so, this chapter comes out that disproves that Huron is fucking one brother, but it reveals that he's fucking the other brother. So, that's why it's just ridiculous.
0: <laughs> you're ridiculous so what is your favorite uh, tinfoil theory like what's the fa- what, like what's 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 the one you like a lot it, wait have you done a video on it though um
1: I mean what's funny is the theories the theories that I really that I really like um, are the ones that I don't actually believe in because I think they're 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 hmm. creative but implausible you know I really like mm-hmm. the idea that Cersei that Cersei was trying to poison Tyrion during the during the Purple Wedding and accidentally killed mm-hmm. uh, Joffrey. Like I felt like that would have been a really cool, dark, like ironic thing.
0: It would it would fit with her tragic character. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um. But you know, I I recently did a video on it, and in the end, like, I, and I think I believed it for a while, but I think in the end I was like, nah, it just it just doesn't add up, and um, you know, I. So that's 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 pretty sad, but um, but you know I really liked that one. I thought it was creative. I thought it was you know. What's
0: your favorite though? Favorite.
1: Um, You got to pick one. You got to pick one. I know. I know. It's so hard. Um, I mean. Oh God. We're going to edit out this long pause. <laughs> I
0: promise I will edit out this
1: long pause. I, I would say that some of my favorite theories are actually about, um, about Sweet Robin. I really I, I like the theory that I came up with. I, I actually came up with this one where, uh, where the reason he has seizures is that the souls of the children of the forest that are in his whereward throne have been trying to take over his body. What the fuck is wrong with you? That
0: is dark as shit. What the fuck? I mean, okay, I that's cool, but he has a, a weirwood throne. I don't remember this.
1: Yeah, explain well, this. Well, so in the, in the books, we find out that weirwoods, when when people die, their souls and spirits and memories can go into the weirwood, and you know, yeah, the fans call it the weirwood net. Like all of their knowledge is in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. You know, we have to accept that werewoods contain souls. They contain the souls of the children of the forest. Now, uh, Sweet Robin, his throne in the Vale, is somebody chopped down a werewood, made a chair out of it, and then brought it up the mountain, and uh, it's a throne for Sweet Robin. And, th- and there's some, like, you know... The ma- you can kind of see that in
0: the show, but in the show, he doesn't have seizures. He's just like kind of like a like a crybaby little bitch. But in the books, he's more he's more trouble. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, he might have he might have had one seizure or something in the in the show, but he doesn't have regular seizures. That's that's for sure. But this this is a mm-hmm. big parallel because while Bran is sitting, while Bran or Bloodraven are sitting on a weirwood throne in the North, um. Sweet Robin has a, has a weirwood throne in the veil. And actually, Beric Dondarrion also has a weirwood throne um, as well. So, you know, so these weirwood thrones do appear places. But so, you know, so we've got we, we have children of the forest souls that are lingering in the veil um, that are there. And mm-hmm. the term seizure like you know, really, literally, came from to seize. Like people originally thought that demons were seizing somebody's body, um, and so when you say seizure, it's you know, it's it's a seizing, and you know, when you think about Bran and and him taking over Hodor's body, he's seizing Hodor's body, and when he does ah. that, Hodor had a seizure, and Vermeer Sixkins tries to seize somebody as well, and. I think her name was it wasn't Squirrel was it Squirrel yeah but he Vermeer Sixskins is a
0: waddling in the north in the books who is a war Yeah
1: and he tries to seize a woman mm-hmm. and she has a seizure and bites out bites off her tongue and spits it at him so you know what the fuck So I don't remember this yeah.
0: this was uh, this was in the uh, the Dance of Dragons Yeah and the right? prologue with a, of a Dance Okay. It,
1: the prologue I mean I have to admit the prologue of a Dance with Dragons is a, it's a, it's a little slow and so a lot of people forget it or skip over it. It's very long and it's very slow, but it's um it's interesting. But yeah, he uh he decides that he's gonna try to seize this woman's body and, and live a second life in her, but but mm-hmm. you're not supposed to seize human beings' bodies, only only animal bodies. But he decides to try to seize a human being's body. And so seizing and in a lot of George R. R. Martin's works, seizing people's bodies is a thing. Like wild cards had a, had several books about these people called the Jumpers, who could body swap, Freaky Friday, and just body swap, and they were the villains. So I mean, this is something George R. R. Martin loves to write about, like having somebody. So know. so
0: you're taking what George put in his other books, and you're putting in here with Sweet Robin, who is, by the way, so in case the audience does not know, is Preston's favorite yes, character. Yes, Robin. Yeah, Robin. Um, Aaron, yeah. So what you're saying is because his throne. Is uh, that he has in a veil is made of weirwood, and they contain the souls of you know children of the forest. They're constantly trying to kind of invade his body a little. That's my guess, and
1: uh, that's not yeah. bad. That's
0: your favorite. Yeah, yeah. That's not, that's actually pretty cool. You you've made. Have you done a video on this already? Uh, I have. Um, it, it I need to. I need to. I need to watch this one. I I have not seen this. So
1: one. so probably probably my my most out there series and then the ones that's actually a lot of people's favorite it's called the minds of wolves and robins and it's on bran and the children of the forest and the others and you know the world maybe being post-apocalyptic and and trying to look at like the larger (laughs) mystery
0: you see this is why people call you you know alex jones sometimes because you got you go like you you start to make sense and then you just go (laughs) insane for a little bit you know well, I mean, you know, I could I could go into the post-apocalypse, but we got a lot of questions to go through, but... We do, but I actually do like <laughs> that theory that Sweet Robin's seizures are caused by the souls of the children of the forest constantly trying to possess him. And just a reminder for those of you who don't know, when we say Sweet Robin, we're actually talking about that kid from the Vale, the one who's in charge. His mother was that crazy woman who Peter threw out the moon door. If you don't remember, I'll put up a picture of him yes. right now if you're watching this on YouTube. But okay, here we go. Next question is... Uh, I know Preston has said he doesn't watch other theory videos, and I'm not sure how up-to-date you are with them, Carmine, but uh, there's this one theory that came out of nowhere with these, cr- with these crazy uh, assumptions. Just a quick, brief summary. Hmm. Lyanna actually hid in the broken tower of Winterfell the whole time and gave birth to Aegon the Sixth. Jon is the son of Asherah and Ned Stark in a true marriage. Ned was forced to marry Kat, and this is why the Blackfish left. The Tower of Joy was actually a secret meeting with the remaining Kingsguard to discuss the wars to come. Arthur Dane is actually Mance Rayder. His His uh, fellow Kingsguard, Oswald Wendt, is Coron Hofhand. Gerald Hightower is Tormund. Uh, blah, 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 blah. There is more parts and pieces to this, but that is the general idea. Does this seem like a little too much tinfoil? Yes, it does. <laughs> Whoever came up with this theory... Is trying very hard to be Preston Jacobs. <laughs> Preston Jacobs, your your thoughts?
1: Um, I mean, it, it sounds very confusing. Um mm-hmm. I mean this, this is what the guy wrote. You know. I don't know if he like really fucked it up,
0: but uh, this is just like a brief summary of it. I mean Liana hid in the broken tower of, of Winterfell the whole time. You would think that people looking for her would actually look there as well?
1: Right. I mean I mean Liana Liana was at the I mean Ned had a dream where he found Lyanna. <clears throat> so and that tr- that dream was supposed to be like it was in real life. So I mean he 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 did have to go rescue Lyanna somewhere. So if she was in the Tower of Winterfell the whole time that would kind of kind of weird.
0: I mean not only that but what Ned has said I, I don't I don't remember if it was in the first or second book um but don't we know that when Ned went down down you know, south of King's Landing, to get her body back, mm. did he bring her body back up? He, he brought uh, her to King's Landing? He brought her body and nobody else's body. Exactly. So why would Ned go down south? Because there is proof of him going down south, south of King's Landing. He somehow gets Arthur Dane's sword, delivers it to Dane's sister, goes all the way back up north, grabs his sister's body, comes back down to King's Landing to show Robert and goes back north again? And you couldn't fake it with a body double. Robert was obsessed with Liana, so he'd know if something was off.
1: Yeah, transportation-wise, it would be really tough. Um, yeah. I mean, the other thing is the 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 old N plus A, N plus a equals J uh, theory, which um, Ned and Ashara being, being the parents of John, it, it's certainly possible. Um, the only, the only thing that I have one reason why, why I wouldn't believe it. And that's because it's the first option given in the book. Like it is the option that Catalan believes that he, she believes that Ashara Dane and Ned had Jon Snow. And so only because it's like the original one given, would I say, nah, that's probably not the case. But, um, were Ned and Ashara married? Maybe you know i i think that's quite possible that's quite possible i mean there's nothing you know they could have they could have gotten married at the heron hall tournament found went to the you know found a heart tree and you know did their thing um, now arthur dane and and uh, you know being Half halfhand and all that um no arthur dane is Mance raider ah uh, arthur dane's Mance raider
0: yeah and his buddies are Corrin <laughs> halfhand is uh uh oswald went and gerald hightower is tormented. so there you go
1: so i've i've heard i've heard a a, a theory that that mance raider is rhaegar yes i've and also heard that and
0: uh, I, i've done a video on it before explaining oh really? it yeah so once you put it together it kind of makes sense but i wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't end up being true
1: I mean, I understand why it exists because there's a million literary parallels to Mance being Rhaegar. I mean, and just like the squishers being the others. I mean, like there's parallels that are made, or or Sweet Robin on a on a werewolf throne and Bran on a werewolf throne. It doesn't mean that Bran and the Sweet Robin are the same person. It's just they're making a parallel. And the, the Mance one makes sense. You know, he. I mean, there. It is kind of weird that his his beard is brown, but his hair is gray like that's backwards like your beard goes gray before your hair does but i mean and i've also heard people talk about isn't it kind of weird that the companions that ned brought down are all from the western coast of of the north and that if you actually look at and like so they're saying oh that's the transportation route for people being brought to the wall because um, he brought a guy from Barrowton. He brought a guy from the Rills. He got, he brought a guy from from Deepwood Mott, He brought a guy from uh, he brought one of the Hill clans. And it's true that if you follow it up, it's 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 his companions are from the west coast of the north. And so the, the idea is that oh he, you know the, he was transporting people to the Wall, and that these characters are are actually the, you know from the from the Tower of Joy, Rhaegar or Arthur. I mean I, I can I can you know I understand it I I just I, I don't see any uh big evidence for it so it is not pressed <laughs> No no I mean I I have a, to
0: it sounds like the guy who made this is trying way too fucking hard to have like that one really big theory to make his uh his uh, reputation I mean, go up or something it it just sounds like someone was trying I'll to have hard to, I
1: mean I'll have to look at the details I mean I don't want to I don't want to judge it too harshly before before mm-hmm. uh, before I really look at the the nitty gritty, because I mean, I'll judge your heart <laughs> for you. It sounds stupid, <laughs> but it, it's it's a lot at once. It's a lot at once, and I, uh, even though even though people say that of me. But
0: speaking of Rhaegar, the half blood Serb asks, so Rhaegar had two sons who he decided to name Aegon. So basically, in the series, both book and show, Rhaegar, who is Jon Snow's father, had a wife, Elia Martell, who is the sister of Obrin. They had two kids, the second child was a boy who Rhaegar and Elia decided to name Aegon. These are the two children that the Mountain kills and is the reason Oberyn is so pissed off in season 4. But when Rhaegar and Lyanna hook up they also have a son and according to the season 7 leaks Sam and Bran find out Jon's true name and apparently it's supposed to be Aegon as well. These leaks are not confirmed but we're just going by this information. What this person is trying to say is that Rhaegar is kind of a scumbag, boning these two women, getting them both pregnant and giving both of his sons the same name. And we do know that Rhaegar's first son with Elia is Aegon, that is his name because back during season 2, HBO had a guide for the family trees of Westeros and we saw the name. Preston your thoughts? Because it sounds like Rhaegar is kind of a douche here.
1: <laughs> I mean, Ra- I mean, Rhaegar's a douche no matter what but, but uh... <laughs> I mean that's that's without a doubt, but the, uh, but they, I mean maybe they're retconning things and they're trying to combine the the Aegon plot, uh-huh. in with John. Maybe they're trying to combine the the. It, of course, in the book, we have you know young Griff Aegon, and maybe they're trying to merge John and young Griff's character, and so they're retconning it. I mean, but it didn't seem like the woman's was mouthing Aegon in at the Tower of Joy scene in season 6. It sounded like she
0: was uh like to me I think I think it, I think his name was Jaharis. Yeah,
1: I mean I could see that. Jahari's, You know. Aemon. Aemon. Um people think it's Aemon, which would be cool. After the Dragon Knight or after or after Maester mm-hmm. Aemon. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of uh <laughs> it would be funny if it was Damon. You know? <laughs> but yeah, the uh um yeah, Aegon I don't know. I think it would be very confusing, because because unless unless they're retconning and trying to combine plots, like it it would be odd if it, if his name was Aegon. In reality, like the third child should be named, you know. I mean, originally the 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 three conquerors were Aegon, Rhaenys, and Visenya. So, you know, with the naming scheme, Rhaegar should have been expecting a daughter that he was going to name Visenya, but he didn't. Um, so I guess, you know, what, what, what would you name, what would you name your kid at that point? Viserys? I don't know, but, or, or maybe there's no logic to it. I'm... Well, Rigar we still a douche.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, Pam Lamb asks me, who are, Right Team Review, who are some of your favorite YouTubers, non-Game of Thrones and Game of Thrones, besides Preston Jacobs, of course? Um... It's going to be a very controversial answer. I'm sure I'm going to get flack for this. But like Preston, I don't really watch other Game of Thrones YouTubers. And the reason is is because... It makes you angry. 95... <laughs> not, it doesn't make me angry, but it's just... They're all boring. 95% of all the Game of Thrones YouTubers are boring as shit, and they don't add anything different. The reason I like Preston Jacobs, Game of Thrones Academy, and even Ozzy Man is because Preston actually adds to the discussion. Like him or hate him... I mean, he actually adds things to talk about, like the fucking thing about um, uh, uh, Sweet Robin being like having a, like having a, about to have an exorcism or something because <laughs> things are trying to invade his body. Like that's cool. Like you know, he's adding to the conversation. The Game of Thrones Academy guys, w- which one of the guys I watch. Um, They they do things differently. They sit across from each other, they talk, they have good chemistry, and they're historical historical guys. And I'm a big fan of history. Ozzy Man, who does very short recap-type videos, he brings humor into it. I would say there are five Game of Thrones YouTubers I watch. Preston, the Game of Thrones Academy guys, and I'm not going to go into the other ones, but um, yeah, like, I don't watch Game of Thrones YouTubers because... I think a majority of them are incredibly boring, cringy and just not entertaining. Keep in mind this is my opinion, if you disagree with me that's fine but like I said, I want to watch someone who isn't doing what everybody else is doing. Preston parodies the show, the Game of Thrones Academy guys does it. They do a talk show style thing, Ozzy Man adds humor, a lot of the others just sit there and tell you how they feel, they don't critically analyze anything and they just basically feed you the same shit other people have said with a boring voice. I guess you could say I'm boring too but at least I try to shake things up a bit and go into a different direction in all my videos. I get that some people might find me boring and that's fine but unlike a lot of these other guys you can't say that I sound or do the same thing this other person does. i never heard someone who you know does this content utter the words golden hand dildo or place Gendry and TIE fighters in their videos for no reason and if you do see it then you know where they got it from. Ultimately the reason I don't watch many channels that do this content is mainly because they all do. The same thing, and finding someone who does something unique is a little difficult. As for uh, non Game of Thrones, me and, me and Preston have like the same taste. I watch Sunday movies as well, Mr. Sunday movies, Red Letter Media, Chris Stuckman, Angry Joe. Uh, I was actually gonna recommend you a, a channel, huh. Preston, but your taste in YouTubers are weird. Like, you watch Game Grumps, but you don't play games. That kind of <laughs> throws me off a little. I was gonna, I was actually gonna recommend you. Have you ever heard of CGP Grey? No. Oh, dude, check him out. I don't I don't know if he'd be up your alley. He's he's like one of those explanation guys. Mm. He's really good. Like he's he's like one of the best. Ba- he was actually my inspiration for for doing YouTube. He's really fucking good. Definitely check him out. Um, but yeah, I like historical stuff like um where where an old man sits there and tells you the history about the Roman Empire. And then in the next scene, you see like actors fighting in Roman gear yeah. and stuff. I like stuff like that.
1: Um, it's interesting the uh, like the uh, to think about like inspiration back then. I think I think the 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 person that that you know really made me think about getting a, a channel was I think watching Comic Book Girl seventeen. I think I I, I watched one of her videos and I was like, I I. I
0: could, I could do this. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even gonna correct you because we all know what you're talking about, but I find it weird that you mention her because as much as she enjoys the series, like, she has a Lannister tattoo on her shoulder. As much as she enjoys it, she stopped doing it. I remember in one of her videos called House 2 Retro Review, she got really mad because she did such a good job on her Thrones videos that people wanted more and she didn't want to keep doing them and she basically tells people to go fuck themselves.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean... It, it, it's a funny thing. Cause I mean, obviously like the, the, uh, the, um, what, what, what you think, you know, you can, you can do and you can handle. Um, and then you kind of look to the next thing. Like, what can I do like next after that? Like, you know, mm-hmm. like Mr. Sunday movies, like, like I like his content cause they're freaking funny as hell. And they, I mean him and the weekly planet guy, like, uh, um, you know, they're funny and I, I can never be that funny. They just have, they just have comic timing and um but i you know i look at the way they animate things and how they present their video and i'm like oh you know that's you know how it's snappy and 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 you know you kind of want it you want to have that too and so you want to emulate it you know so so but you're saying
0: though that uh come of a girl 19 she was your inspiration for making YouTube yeah videos.
1: back back and back when i started i, I you know now now mm-hmm. i mean again i haven't i haven't watched your stuff in years but um Uh, But it was just, you know, you kind of watch it and you say, huh, I could I could I could do this, too, because she she was doing she was doing Game of Thrones ice and fire videos back before anybody else was. Um,
0: That's not true. Uh, She was the first. I think she was one of the first bigger YouTubers to do it. But I think that's pretty cool that she was your inspiration.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and you were you were some inspiration, too. Um, cause you, you started, you started a little before me. So
0: in, in a sense, I will say this though. I said this to you, uh, uh, privately and I'll say it to you, you know, in public, um, you were the theory guy, even though we weren't really rivals and I would, you know, give you shit. I'm glad you didn't take it personally, seriously <laughs> by the way, because a lot of people do that. Um, theories were always your range. I, the reason, one of the reasons I didn't do theory videos is because that's your expertise. I respect your field over there. You know, like, like there are certain other, like, Game of Thrones YouTubers that, like, do podcasts or whatever. That's their expertise. I let them do their thing. They stay over there. Our podcasts are just focused on completely different stuff. I don't cross people's boundaries, if you if you know what I'm saying. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But that was always, like, your side, your area. And I stayed away from that. I didn't do a lot of theory videos because that was, you know, what you were doing. But uh, that's interesting. So, she was your inspiration. Anybody else?
1: Um... I mean, I think back then, Red Letter Media had had just done like their Phantom Menace, <laughs> like uh, like like review. Like, I mean, I hadn't become like a YouTube junkie yet, and so it, I, I think I was even discovering YouTube, um, which seems very late to the YouTube ga- YouTube game. Very, that was three years ago, Preston. Jesus know, Christ, you did, only discovered YouTube three years ago. What? I know. I know. YouTube's like ten years old, but like. Um, no, know it's not 10 years old. Facebook is 11 10 years old. 11? Wait, is mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Shit. Um so yeah, you know, I was late to the YouTube game cuz, you know, if you remember YouTube was a lot we had a lot to like back in the day it was about Rickrolling um, Rick rolling and you know, a lot of random crap on tent. YouTube. I mean, you
0: really love love giving the audience clues about how old you really are. I, w- I <laughs> won't say it. That's your personal shit. I'll let you tell the audience how old you are eventually. But you really love like you know, back in the day, because for me that was like yesterday.
1: <laughs> Rick rolling. Rick rolling like stopped like what? Like six years ago? Five years ago? Something like that. It still goes on every now and then. <laughs> but you know, it was, it was the. Uh... Yeah, I mean everything. And then, yeah, you know, different software and, and video equipment and things like that. I mean, they, it, all these different things, all the critical masses have, have to happen at once for you kind of be able to, like, get on the train and decide to do something. And uh, I don't know. It's just kind of, it's all kind of random. Anyway, we're, gonna, we're like, we're like getting nostalgic.
0: <laughs> we're getting, you're getting nostalgic. me. Like I said, this <laughs> should, this should happen for me like yesterday. Um, but yeah, like, I, I don't. One of the, re- the reasons I don't watch a lot of Game of Thrones YouTubers is because I-, I personally think a lot of them are boring. Uh, there's this one girl who, like, she tries really hard to be edgy and funny, and you can tell, like, she's not normally, so it's so cringy. It's just, I don't know, a lot of the Game of Thrones YouTubers are just, eh. and please, please don't recommend me any. Like, I will make, <laughs> I, I, like, I hate when people do that. Like, I'm aware of a lot of them. Please don't recommend me any. I have my favorites, and I want to stick to those favorites. Um, you know, I know a lot of people have their favorites, but please don't do that. I'll make a video in the future of my five top five favorites. But, uh, yeah, um, I, I like watching historical things, you know, what history channel used to be about before (laughs) they fucking changed everything. (laughs) Anyways, moving on. Uh, Hart asks, how will the show handle Sansa and Tyrion's reunion? Huh? I don't know if they'll ever reunite again. I would like to see that maybe at season eight when everybody's like, you know, having a party because they just defeated the white walkers. You know, there'll be like an awkward uh, scene between Sansa and Tyrion where they nod at each other. Hey, Hey, that's it. That only needs to be said. I think so, that's what they'll do. Uh,
1: yeah. You know, that's a toughie. You know, I was, I was actually, uh, I had a discussion just a week ago about, about how much of Sansa and how much of the Sansa plot is perhaps extracted from the original aria plot. Like you know, you know how in the original um George R. R. Martin outline, uh Jon Snow and Tyrion were both going to be in love with Arya and they were going to fight over her. And then, you know, that things changed and what what we actually got was Tyrion briefly falling in love with Sansa and then moving on to other things. But the um and I wonder if that was like you know an L, you know some sort of residual idea in George R. R. Martin's head.
0: I, I just I just want to make sure I just want to make it clear, if you're saying Tyrion briefly fell in love with Sansa, you're talking about the books, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. They they,
0: they didn't they didn't put that in the show because I didn't get I didn't get none get of any
1: vibe at all. Yeah. yeah. I, I suppose you're right because they, they, the, uh, they amped up the Shea up the Shay plot. And and the shade jealousy and all of that 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 went on for a long time, which made her betrayal in the end made no sense. <laughs> it's true. I mean, it, it, the book in the book Tyrion is much more of a sucker. He he likes he likes the uh, the the poor the poor girl that he can protect, um, and so that's his thing, like Taisha. Followed by Shay, followed by Sansa, and then eventually Penny, like this this dwarf girl that's in the book. Like anyone with a sorry story, that's that's what gets uh that's what gets Tyrion going. That's what floats his boat.
0: Well, we um, all have our things. Like for me, it's like, you know, hot blondes with blue or green eyes. Uh, <laughs> you know, we all have that one thing that makes us weak in the knees that makes us all suckers, so there you go.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's true.
0: But uh, the show handles Sansa and Tyrion. In all honesty, I don't think those two ever meet up again i mean do you
1: honestly think so i guess they don't need to i mean the show the show tried to have them have like a friendship briefly very briefly but they did have this like friendship um and so there's but there was nothing super emotional about the whole thing i mean he yeah. doesn't you know and the, he, he's he's yeah Before
0: their, their friendship could take off the red wedding happens, and I, and she kind of just like you know hates anything Lannister, so
1: yeah. So I don't think it's important. It, it, uh, you know they wouldn't have much to say to each other, um, which is interesting because i you know I'm actually it made me think of the Sansa Jon scenes because Sansa and Jon, you know, have no screen time, uh, in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then they meet up together and they really don't have anything to say. She, kind
0: of, I, I love how they, like, shoo in, sorry how horribly I treated you. I, I was, like, thinking, I was trying so hard to think. I, I, I actually went back to the first episodes of season one. I was trying to look for scenes where Sansa treated him like shit. They have no scenes together. In fact, I don't even think Sansa has any scenes with Rob, or any
1: of the other male Starks.
0: God. No, she doesn't.
1: No. <laughs> I mean, besides besides when they're standing in the line, but, like, but that's it. Right god you're right but because you're i mean the thing is and and so season one book one sansa and aria like that's that's the story is is the difference between aria and sansa and their relationship and how they're mirror images of each other you know like aria is the strong uh feminist girl who won't stick to her her gender roles sansa is the traditionalist you know who wants to be very girly girl Mm -hmm. and and they're supposed to be mirror opposites, and that's the plot. Um, yeah, the, the the relationship with the other with the with the boys, except for you know, except for Arya's friendship with Jon Snow, like none of the rest of it's relevant. Yeah. So yeah, there there was there would be no need for those scenes. Um, yeah. So it most
0: likely won't happen. I can see that. I mean, yeah. If if it, the show ends without them ever real knighting, I wouldn't throw a fit about it.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sitting there going, "Oh man, that's gonna be awkward." I mean, I would have much rather had like a good Varys Daenerys scene. Oh God, this. yes. <laughs> <laughs> or or maybe even
0: like a, 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 a we've never had a Peter Baelish Jon scene, have we? No, that'd be weird. That'd be a weird one, but I would like to see how he tries to uh, he tries to uh, spin Jon into his web. But let's go ahead and move on to the next question. Do you think Season 7 will be as much fan fiction as Season 6? And do you think uh, D&D, Dan and Dave, the showrunners, actually read A Feast for Crows and A Dance with Dragons? I think they read all the books. They would have to. They would be shitty at their job if they didn't. But I, I feel as though they thought a lot of the A Feast for Crows and Dance of Dragons stuff could be winded down and summed up instead of fleshed out like they did the first three.
1: Yes, um, I think uh, I think that yeah, they definitely read the books, and they, they definitely got, they definitely recognized the general themes of the story. Um, I think the things they forget is, you know, consequences, the consequences, the logic, the motivation, like the um, the the detail, and and George R. R. Martin becomes even more detailed as the story goes on. So I think they thought they could they could sum everything up and um, <laughs> well okay well, him being more detailed it's a good and bad thing
0: because I, I don't know yeah. about you but I can't fucking stand with this with this motherfucker just writes pages upon pages of like food and details the food <laughs> and I'm like ah come on dude stop
1: it yeah no I was reading I was reading something a little a while ago about the like how vastly different a Game of Thrones is from a Dance with Dragons so like a Game of Thrones like a chapter later an entire massive battle has happened like the battle of the whispering woods happened off screen like like this huge battle that that, that like had huge implications off screen like you know and meanwhile Is the battle of the whispering wood where janie gets captured exactly yeah okay and and uh so even you know that's off screen meanwhile you know the battle of ice battle of fire these have to have like seven perspective like seven characters are like observing these these different battles going on. They couldn't you know they couldn't have them off screen. Or in in uh, a death know, a, a Game of Thrones, Catelyn gets on a ship and then she's you know in King's Landing and then the you know then she's at the 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 uh, the in at the crossroads. I mean, there's such a huge jump in distance while we go through like Tyrion's painstaking journey all the way across the world in the fifth book oh yeah in the fifth book so Mm -hmm. the the story is slowing down well game of thrones game of thrones i think takes place over a year and three months and something like that yeah but a storm of swords is only like four months by itself you know and that's it's a bigger book so it's it's interesting how the timeline is yeah slowing down the details are getting (laughs) are getting greater. Um, so, yeah, you're right. There's some downsides. We're, we're so. branching off too much. Uh,
0: <laughs> will, will Season 7 be fan fiction as Season 6? Yeah, yes, From absolutely. what we read, if, if those leaks are correct, it's like Preston said, it's it's a battle of good versus evil. I was actually having a, a conversation with other people about this, uh, what you said about it being true. like I would appreciate the show a lot more if each faction had their own good guy person in them. You know, like Cersei's faction. There's that one person in the back that you actually care about and is a nice guy. Or you know, maybe Euron's faction. Or you know, House Bolton has like that one guy you, right. you really like and care about. And like even he's... even if
1: you don't like Stannis, you like Davos. Like some right. people hate Stannis, but everybody wants loves Davos. So they love. They want Davos to succeed. They want Stannis to succeed because they want Davos to succeed. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But yeah, it is very, very much fan fiction. And it's its like you said, when's the last time someone got maimed? When's the last time someone lost a hand, lost a head? You know, an important, true character. I would like to see what you said come true. I really hope it does happen. You know, like Arya's about to kill Peter Baelish, and he suddenly turns around and slices her throat, and everybody's like, oh, shit! Shit! Right, Arya? Like, Yeah.
1: Like that you wouldn't would just... see it
0: coming. what happened with the, the, the waif? you killed
1: the waif in a cool way, and then fucking Baelish kills you. what that that would I mean, if that happened, I'd be like, okay, d and d like you've you've got me you've got my ears perked up i i'm I'm interested now, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you're right, yeah, like I said last time, like we haven't had a shock since Jamie lost his hand. you know, like no major character. Has died. No major character has been maimed uh, uh, since since you know since Theon lost his penis and and, and Jamie lost his hand. Uh,
0: I agree. Next question. Uh, old man asks. Mm. Question to Preston and Carmine. Who do you think dies in the final season of the show? Cersei. Uh, I want Jamie to stay on his Kingsguard. Maybe Danny gives him a reprieve and says, you know, you did betray my father. I understand the reasons why you did but your crime will be you serve me for the rest of my life
1: hmm I mean if if I were if I think that they were staying true to to George's story I think in the final season of the show everybody dies except for like (laughs) Sansa you know like honestly like everybody dies and then Sansa's like uh, well
0: well 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 I actually got the uh, uh, someone related to the show actually um, sent me a Facebook message about what happens at the end. Basically, what happens is every all the main characters get captured, and uh, they bring back Joffrey, and Joffrey orders uh, Sir Ilan to chop everybody's heads off. So that's what happens at the very last page and the very last episode of the the show.
1: A White looks, Walker Joffrey, that would be incredible. White Walker Joffrey, the Joffrey he bring, comes, he, he brings Ilan. Frickin-
0: he brings oh. Ilan Payne back. White Walker, Ilan Payne. Ilan Payne's
1: not even dead, but well, I mean, oh, he's gonna is. be the actor's dead, but. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh god. Yeah,
0: but but like realistically, is, you think everybody will die, or,
1: I think I think everyone. I mean, if if look, D and D do recognize the major themes of the story. I'm, I'm I'm they're not they're not as much as I give as much as I make fun of them. They're not complete fucking idiots. They recognize that this is an anti-war story. And in order for it to be an anti-war story, the characters need to die. We need to show the perils of war. And, and... Look, I just hope know.
0: Gilly dies. I'm so sick of that bitch. <laughs> I'm just so sick of her. Uh, I get what you're saying. Um, yes. I'm going to move all, along a little a little faster here, if that's okay. Sure. Someone has a question for your channel. Uh, O'Brien asks question for Preston will you be adding any new characters to your reviews this year those of you guys who don't watch Preston you basically have uh, your own set of characters that make fun of the show right yes yes will you Um, have any new ones
1: uh, quite possibly I I think I think there's going to be um, I think there will be more characters than just Brandon uh, Sweet Robin and and Chad Uh, I think Um, perhaps some older characters that you've seen before, but, uh, and, and maybe some characters, you know, that, that, uh, as the show goes, I feel need to be added. Uh, Uh, could
0: could you add a character for me that, uh, (laughs) that every (laughs) time, that every time something stupid happens, he just thinks
1: it's awesome. (laughs) That's, that's what I have. I have Chad, Chad Summerchild. (laughs) Chad, so, chad, could, chad, chad summerchild is like the bro watcher of the show that believes oh, okay that like it's it's like that that everything is just well, well
0: could you give chad summerchild really stupid curly hair and wax his chest maybe that's <laughs> by the way that's also gonna be another running gag we have to make fun of that asshole every fucking episode every video we're gonna have to make a jab at him i'm sorry i just can't live without doing that um let me see uh so you're all gonna add new characters.
1: There, there, there will probably be some new characters and some some characters from some other places. I mean, people people know about Gilbert Farwind and and uh, and other, other other people that have appeared. Um, and, you remind you know. me of this one YouTuber.
0: He just uploaded a video. He's a nice guy. I, I it's, apparently his wife was such a big fan of mine. She wanted like an autograph or some shit. I, I, whatever. Um, what's his name? His name on uh, he's an insane guy. And you're you're reminding of him really the King Cow Show. It's basically this insane guy who. Uh, he, his, all his videos are just, I guess they're political commentaries, but he does, he, he political co- he does political commentary with puppets, and they're all characters <laughs> and shit. And I think one of his puppets have like 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 facial hair, like I don't know. You're right at him with like his characters, but okay. So you're gonna add new characters to your show.
1: Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. The, uh, okay. uh, but one of the things that's very funny is is you know I'm. I'm not very good with voices like and so pe- a lot of people are like are like, you know there's like professional voice people out there that you could play and it's like look part of part of what's what's so ridiculous and funny is the fact that this is like. This is like my own ridiculous dumb voices that are clearly my voices with mm-hmm. like horrible animation.
0: And people and people think you're 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 being as, as serious as possible.
1: <laughs> right. I mean or serious in my comedy. You mm-hmm. know. Like it's it's <laughs> 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 like I've done I've done a Dario character and for some reason I was like, Well, I don't have very many accents, so Dario is gonna be French. And so <laughs> I put
0: on <laughs> a French
1: accent for Dario.
0: <laughs> well, <I was> like... <laughs> he is flamboyant, so that makes sense. Uh, Muttering Mushroom asks, What characters that are dead in this show, but alive in the books, like Stannis, Barristan Selmy, Mance Rayder, etc., how much do you think their fates will differ from their show counterparts? So, um, yeah, Stannis is alive. He is currently en route to Winterfell. Barristan Selmy is a Marine. He is leading the defense against the slave masters that come back to, you know, hurt Marine. And Mance Raider has been captured by Ramsey. Mm. What do you think is going to happen? Well, Stannis, we already went through. But what do you think is going to happen to Barristan? Do you think he will die in the defense of Marine?
1: That's what a lot of people think, um, which it, it, it's quite possible. Um, I mean, right now in the story, the, the battle seems to be going quite well for Barristan. And so really... It's Game it, of Thrones, so he'll probably trip on a ladybug and die or something. Right, Exactly. You know, or some people are some people say, like, why do you love Sweet Robin so much? He's like a sickly kid who's going to who's going to die like any moment. And I'm like, that means he's fucking indestructible. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 Game of Thrones. Yes. Yes. Right. Like, you're exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the same with Theon, like, oh, God, like he just you some you feel bad for him and you want him to die. And you're like, nope, he's not. He's going <laughs> to die. Oh, uh, they're going to torture the shit out of him some more. So I think, yeah, I think there's a good chance that Barristan will die. Mance Raider I think, has has more story to him. He's too fascinating. He's too interesting. There's just so much more you can do with him. He's mm-hmm. so fun. I mean, it was so fun, the fact that, like, this character from the North is brought and and meets Theon and, 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 and things like that. Um, well, from what I remember about
0: Mance Raider, Ramsay has captured him and supposedly... Uh, Mance is outside, you know, with harsh conditions, naked in a cage with nothing but the skin of his spear wives clothing him and shielding him from like the harsh cold. Um, it, it seems like he's done or is about to die.
1: Yeah, but the, the letter, most, I would say most big big fans think that the letter is a, is a forgery. And so, you know, Mance is probably doing something else, you know. He's probably hiding in the crypts or something. But, the, uh, but I think there's more story for Mance. He's he's too, and he's too, too good of a character to mm-hmm. kill off at this point. Um, yeah, and yeah he's, 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 uh, I think there's going to be more. I mean, there's some other characters out there that are like, Gren and Pip are still alive in the books. People forget about them. Um, I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen with them.
0: This next question, this one guy asks Preston, why did you choose to partner up with Carmine out of all the other Game of Thrones YouTubers?
1: It was it, it had to do with you know I mean, uh, you we we chatted a few times and so we uh, we, we we knew each other um, mm-hmm. uh, for, from back in the day. But also it has to do with like you know our ch- our channels are around the same size. Um, we, we we you know we kind of have a similar level of of like interest and dedication to our channel, like neither one of us is like completely doing it full time nutso but neither mm-hmm. one of us is like this is just some random thing that I do every month like so we have a similar we have a similar level of like commitment and and size of our channel and we get along and we also have also been in the game for a similar amount of time you know we're kind of old schoolers you know so i think that was it
0: i think the only the only complaint you have about me is that i wasn't at uh Woodstock 2. <laughs> uh, probably. Only could... I wasn't at Woodstock two or Woodstock. When was Woodstock 2?
1: Uh, I think one of them. I'm trying to think. Was the uh, was was it 90? 90... Was one of them in 99 and the other in 94?
0: Okay, so if it was ni- if it was 94, then I was three. Uh, if... <laughs> I don't think I could go into Woodstock two or three because I uh, ni- 1999. I was eight years old. So there you go.
1: Oh, uh, uh. it's too bad. Nineties, nineties, nineties was a really good decade.
0: Oh, I, I, I know. You know what's funny too is, uh, you know what's funny too is, like, you are like, one person said one time how, uh you and I should totally go to Comic Con together and like cosplay. You know, cosplays, right?
1: Uh huh. Yeah. That's where. Uh, that's where you d- you dress up someone like a schoolgirl and have sex with them.
0: <laughs> and something like that have sex with uh octopuses um but um octopi but someone said we should go uh, go to uh, comic-con and you know uh cosplay as like game of thrones characters and i was thinking about it like you are not the audience doesn't know this about you but you are incredibly tall yeah like, you're the yeah. second tallest guy i've ever met uh, the first tall will be my buddy bane he's six seven you are 6'5". six five i am five, like six six yeah Jesus Christ! I am like what five, six, five, seven around there, uh, but 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 if we do go to Comic Con dressed up, you you got to be the mountain, and I, and I'm gonna be Obren because you know South American. You, you don't you
1: don't want to do Hodor and Bram? I you put you in a bath. Hodor,
0: breath. I didn't think of that. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! Yeah, I into that too. There you go. Okay, so this is the final question by a person named Mother. There's one question I can't find the answer to. They say. Quaithe said to Danny, remember who you are Daenerys Targaryen, the dragons know. Do you? What does this mean? I know there are some parts of Danny's history that don't appear to fit the picture. Everything she knows about her previous life is stuff fed to her by her brother Viserys who is probably not the most trustworthy person. She obviously wasn't used to living in a royal household as Viserys had to tell her how to dress, how to stand and all that stuff. The biggest anomaly is that Dany speaks fluent High Valyrian whereas Viserys, her brother, does not. If they were raised together by Sir Willem Derry, who Dany remembers as a grey bear of a man with soft hands, why do they not have similar experiences? In actual fact, Dany's Sir Willem Derry does not fit the profile of a Master at Arms. His hands are soft, more reminiscent of a Maester rather than a Master at Arms. How many lines has Danny been told? Is she really the sister of Viserys, born in a storm, as he says? Is she some random Essos girl who happens to have Targaryen looks and was chosen to be the sister for Viserys? As I've said before, there's little evidence that she and Viserys were brought up together, as they don't have the same experiences. The Red Door and the Lemon Tree from her childhood are evidence that Danny was not actually brought up in Braavos, as the only place citrus can be grown Mm -hmm. is in Dorne. We see that... We see this when we visit Doran in the show. Duran Martel is sitting in his chair on his terrace, surrounded by orange tr- trees. From Arya's time in Braavos, we don't even see a single red door or even a lemon tree. So what's going on here? So let me – this is a big question. Huge. And, yeah. uh, and I, I save this for last because you you read this. I gave this to you ahead of time so you could prepare your answer. Let me give a bit, <clears throat> little bit of backstory here. Because this is not in the show, and some people have not read the books, of course. So, basically, when Danny was a young girl, uh, she does remember, you know, there being this one guy with soft hands who, you know, was basically taking care of her and her brother. His name is Willem Derry. He was uh, not a Kingsguard. He was the master at arms at King's Landing, right? Yes. His brother was the Kingsguard. And basically... Uh, what she remembers from her very young what she remembers from her childhood is that where they lived there was this red door and this lemon tree, right? Yes. And apparently lemon trees don't grow in Bravos. Uh, if there was a red door somewhere in Bravos, Arya would have probably run into it cuz you know George does like to tie things together. And the biggest anomaly here about Danny, the weird thing about her is that she speaks fluent
1: High Valyrian mm. and her brother Viserys does not. Well, that, that one, so on that particular point, um, we don't know uh, Viserys' level of, of High Valyrian. Um, I imagine, I mean, Viserys grew up the first part of his, his young life in King's Landing. He would have had that be part of his education. So he would speak some High Valyrian just because that's part of a royal education. Um, but he, he died before he could actually speak it. Well, we don't know. We don't know how much he speaks. We, we never see Viserys speaking High Valyrian. I would say that he does speak it um, because when he's in Vase Rock, he becomes he doesn't like hanging out with the Dothraki or Danny, and he spends all of his days chilling with traitors and drinking with them. And in fact, when he gets drunk and goes in and gets killed, he's been drinking with traitors all day. All these traitors that are in Essos are going to speak High Valyrian. So... I think that yes, Viserys does speak High Valyrian. Um, and so the question is and some people say well, Dany must have learned her High Valyrian from Viserys. Maybe. I mean, I think she learned I mean, she could have also like wherever they were staying, they might have had a live-in tutor, you know, at the houses that they that they happened to stay in. But True. no, I I definitely think Viserys speaks speaks High Valyrian. I mean, we never we never see him do it. Um, in the books or the show, but it just makes sense that he would. He's, he, I mean, he lived. He grew up with a royal education and then lived in Essos. Um You know, he, he's a, he's a dick and all, but you know, at, at some point he's got to buckle down and learn the language. But um, everything. And now, I'm, what
0: about the Master of Arms,
1: Sir Willem Derry? So, uh, the reason the reason this is such a huge, huge issue is almost every single fact almost every single fact that Danny remembers from her childhood is off and wrong and doesn't make sense. So Sir Willem Derry was the master at arms. Um, she describes him as a great bear of a man but with soft hands. Of course, if you're a master at arms, you should have calloused hands because you're fighting with a sword all day. George R. R. Martin loves to write about calloused hands in his writing. <laughs> it's it comes up a bunch Robert, for instance, slaps Cersei and he has calloused hands and she feels the calluses. Um, it's, it's a thing he noticed. He, it's a thing he pays attention to. When, when he mm-hmm. revised Tough Voyaging, one of his books, he took away the main character's calloused hands. I mean, he thinks about it. Um, so that doesn't make sense, that he would have soft hands. It doesn't make sense that he's a great bear of a man because he ends up dying of a wasting sickness, meaning you should be wasting away. He shouldn't be a bear of a man. He should be thin. She remembers him screaming from a bed, but then she also remembers him like walking in uh, on a cane. There's there's not a single fact about Danny's a childhood that makes sense. Not the red door, not the weather, not her running across a, a, a grass field barefoot, you know, nothing. You know, the. it's, it's, you could write. I could go on for, for hours and hours about how how many mistakes are in uh, uh, her, childhood. Her, her childhood and what she remembers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, you know, I'm pretty confident that <clears throat> there's something wrong with Danny's childhood. That what she's been told by Viserys is a lie. She didn't grow up in Bravos, She grew up somewhere else. The question is: Is she actually? uh the son of the mad king um the daughter of the mad king daughter of that would be the twist she's the son (laughs) (laughs) this whole time dario didn't notice um (laughs) but the uh no i think she's i think she's someone else i think uh she has a mysterious past um you know i i uh i wonder if she's actually the daughter of, of Rhaegar. um she has a past that, that is mysterious that, that George R. R. Martin has been keeping a secret and, and will reveal and Quaithe is getting at that, she he, she is getting at you need to like wake up and remember like your true past, and it, you know it's a it's a uh, it's a big difference between the show and the book yeah.
0: Do you remember that was do do you think it's possible that if she is the daughter of Rhaegar and Lyanna Stark mm. that Ned knew this took her left her at Dorn or something. Do you think that's possible?
1: So one of the things I'm pretty sure of is if you actually go back and read Ned's story, like just Ned's story. Um and everybody everybody a lot of fans like read the story from a Jon perspective. And so mm-hmm. everything's about Jon. But if you read read Ned's story and you just and you think about Ned by himself and who that story is about, Ned's story is mostly about Cersei, Robert, and Daenerys. And John comes up, like literally twice. He thinks about John. Um, all, but Daenerys is a huge aspect of it. Like mm-hmm. uh, when when he first meets Robert, and they and they they then have have lunch in the bar in the Barolins, You know, Robert's. You know, comes to him and says, "Okay, you're 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 my hand of the king. I've got this problem. You know, Viserys and Daenerys are are problems." and I th- they're going to they're marrying dothraki and they're going to come invade and ned gives honestly the worst advice he says we should ignore it we should ignore it because it's it's a rumor from jorah mormont like who who cares if it's a rum- rumor from jorah mormont oh it's a rumor from a from a from a slaver therefore we should forget it no like mm-hmm. like daenerys and viserys really are trying to invade Westeros with <laughs> So it it
0: sounds like it sounds like Ned is like trying to say, you know it, it sounds like he's trying to move away from that. He's trying to he's trying to discredit the information.
1: He's trying to discredit the information with really bad logic. He's trying to protect Daenerys <laughs> for some reason. And he tries to protect Daenerys later and he gets super emotional about it. So the question is, is, you know, why is Ned Interested in protecting Daenerys. And, and there's, there's many explanations. Maybe Daenerys is the daughter of, of Ashara Dane, And he wants to protect the daughter of his ex-girlfriend. Or, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of different ideas. But, I you know, there seems to be a connection between Ned and Daenerys. Mm-hmm. Um, because he is, if you go on his story, his story is about her, Cersei, and Robert. Like, that's his story. Discovering who Robert and Cersei are as people and protecting Daenerys.
0: Yeah, and once you once you think about it, once you go back in in season 1 episode 5, <laughs> he really he really does he goes the, the small council kind of challenges him on this too and they start to make more sense than him. You know, he goes, "You bring us the whispers of a traitor half the way and call it fact." Trying to really hard to do that stuff. Yeah. And the small council really gets in on him, but I guess you could say the motivation for Ned not really wanting Danny to die is that she's a child. In the books, Danny's like, what, 14, 15? I-, I know that in the show, they, like, you know, bump her age up. But, she's basically a child, and he's, he's not about killing children. Not only that, but he's probably, he he's already probably assumed that Viserys is just using her to marry the Dothraki to get back on the throne, so there's
1: that. Mm-hmm. So... I mean if he knows that if he's thinking about that kind of stuff I mean if you know maybe he has maybe he has a soft spot for little girls because you know if the story <laughs> the story begins with him beheading a boy a scared little boy I mean maybe he's not that little but he's 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 still a young boy he's still a young boy he calls him a boy and he beheads him because he's scared of white walkers so I mean you know he's he's a bit of a hypocrite Well well
0: I wouldn't say he's a hypocrite he's just as always, as as the Starks always do, with Rob and Ned, they're doing their job. His job is to behead, capture, and behead any deserter of the Night's Watch. His... That's what they're there for. They're in exile, at the at the Wall, and he's running away from that. And there's a punishment for that. And there you go. That's the punishment. And the argument so... would be is
1: his job at his hand of the king is to protect the realm, from from people that are trying to invade. I mean, it's a real threat that like, Danny marrying Drogo is something that you should absolutely be scared of, and yet you know Ned Ned dismissing it is one of the weirdest things. Like, I could I could maybe see later on when he says, "Oh, poisoning Danny is 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 just dirty," and 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 fine. But the fact that Dan like I actually think the discussion in the Barilins is is the worst crime of Ned. Like saying that we shouldn't worry about. A Dothraki invasion like
0: mm-hmm. for
1: no reason it's 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 really rough and and uh, also the minute Robert dies the very first action that Ned takes is to go to Varys and say okay reverse that order to to, to murder Daenerys that's his first call that's his first action <laughs> you know there's a <laughs> lot no, of things that, that, to get done protect yeah, your own kids yeah. you know like mm-hmm. protect Arya and Sansa put them on a ship you know
0: and Quaithe uh, says to, says to Danny, "Remember who you are, Daenerys. The dragons know. Do you? What is that really supposed to mean? Like, is is there is there memories that Danny has forgotten, or maybe they were put in? You like to say how you know certain people like to use glass candles to go into people's dreams and stuff. Do you think someone went into Danny's mind and like erased certain memories?
1: That's certainly a possibility. I mean, Quaithe has been going into her head, um, <clears throat> certainly, but." um... Also, I mean she has a telepathic connection to her dragons? So they're they 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 might if she has a repressed memory or a forgotten memory, or something from that's hazy from before she was four or five because we just don't remember stuff back then. It mm-hmm. may be that like the dragons with their with their telepathy and connections can can you know get into a part of her mind that that uh, she can't.
0: Hmm, that's also a possibility. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. That, that that would actually make more sense, and 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 the whole her speaking fluent High Valyrian, I mean, there are parts, there are things that happen in the books, even like in the show that happens, you know, off screen or you know when we're not focusing on our characters.
1: Yeah, yeah. where
0: things do happen, and you know, uh, I guess it would be boring to sit there and listen, you know, read her, read her trying to learn Valyrian.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. She speaks it with a Tairashi accent. So wherever she learned it, she learned it from a Tairashi kind of teacher or, or spoke a lot of Tairashi. But it's just kind of, yeah. I mean, what's, what's also kind of interesting about, um, about the show is, is, uh, and the books is, is there's, there's this weird aspect of, of characters learning from their past trauma. So like Viserys, horrible person, but Danny uses the knowledge of that Viserys had. It saves her several times over the show, whether it be High Valyrian if she learned it from him. But he's the one that knew about feeding dragons. He's the one that knew about like battlefield tactics, and he told these all to her in stories. Um, and so, even though Viserys is is you know a complete bastard, um, he he posthumously saves Danny a number of times, which is. Kinda, kind of interesting.
0: It's um, actually kind of cool. I like that.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, all right, we're gonna wrap things up here, Preston. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. If you, en- once again, as always, if you enjoyed, please consider subscribing to myself and Preston. Episode two will be uploaded to Preston Jacobs' channel. I'll leave a link in the description below to his channel. We will be talking uh, theory discussions. And uh, once again, like I said in the beginning, if you don't want to subscribe to Preston, understandable. As long as you're following myself or him on social media, we will alert you guys whenever a new video comes out. Uh, This podcast will also be on SoundCloud. It will be on iTunes in the future and Google Play as well. So thank you all for watching. Preston, is there anything you want to say to the audience before we sign off? Holla. (laughs) Holla at
1: you. No, it's f-
0: good. <laughs> I, 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 f- I fucking I fucking love how like you don't own the Preston Jacobs Twitter. I love I love that. I, I find I don't
1: I don't know why I find it so funny. You don't press, own Preston Jacobs. There's more Press there's Preston Jacobs out there. I mean, you know, there's there's a bunch yeah, of them. Yeah, but
0: he this fucking guy made hit made the Preston Jacobs Twitter like Two years after you started your own channel. <laughs> like, you had almost, you had a, a little under two years For to make your own Twitter, and this fucking guy beat, just message him and say, hey, can I have this?
1: No, first of all, I know, I remember going on and being like, I want to be Preston Jacobs at Preston Jacobs, and I couldn't be, so I had to be Preston Jacobs at Sweet Robin 9000 9, 9000? What 9000? I don't know. I, I, all right, dude,
0: at least tell me you own Preston Jacobs on Facebook. Uh, you don't own Preston Jacobs on Facebook. Who the fuck is this guy? Oh, never mind. Never
1: mind. <laughs> never mind. Preston Jacobs. Jesus. There's, there's, there's more. Everybody. <laughs> people, people have the name.
0: People have the name. But this fucking guy on Twitter, he took, he took Preston Jacobs, twitter.com/slash. Like, watch him message you and say, "Uh, hey, uh, you want to uh, you want this, uh, Nay, $10,000? Like, watch him, try to, watch him try to extort it from you. And there are a couple of people following him. I'm assuming they're all fans of yours. Yes, they're all <laughs> fans of yours. You know how I know they're all fans of yours? Because they're also subscribed to me? They're, no, because they're all following me on Twitter. Oh. <laughs> ah. Dude, just message this guy. Like, just, like, like the fucking guy took Preston took Jacobs' Twitter, and he's never tweeted. You don't even know who this guy is. He only took it just to fuck you, you. Just to give you a fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I find that so funny. <laughs> <laughs> What's your Twitter? What is it again?
1: Preston Jacobs at SweetRobin9000.
0: Hold
1: <laughs> well, up. Uh, Preston Jake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> at? <laughs> like the at symbol? I think so. Yeah, you know? Or, or, or yeah. 9000. Let's see if this works. No, that's... Okay, is it at? Like A-T, A-T?
1: Um, no, what the fuck is your Twitter? <laughs> what is your fucking Twitter? It says I'm on it right now, Preston Space ah. Jacobs at Sweet Robin Nine Thousand. Holy shit! Let me see this. You're, I'm,
0: you're, I'm trying to find you. I'm you're, I so can't.
1: You you're, you follow me,
0: right? That's right. I got you here. No, 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 no. You're wrong. Your 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 URL is Sweet Robin Nine Thousand. Oh you don't even you don't even know your own sin. jesus christ
1: <laughs>
0: oh. you know what i shouldn't be talking shit i shouldn't be talking because oh. like someone owns red team review at gmail i don't own that <laughs> someone owns that so i had to stu- be stuck with like official red team review at gmail so uh anyways yeah follow preston on his uh sweet robin 9000 twitter <laughs> uh you know get the latest updates on what we're doing with this podcast but it will be on soundcloud soon to be on itunes and google play and uh, we will see you guys next time have a good one